Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's Recovery from Relapse Special Focus Meeting. Today is Tuesday, the 12th of September, 2023, and we are delighted to have Kathy M. who will be sharing her story with us. So Kathy came into OA in July of 2018, is originally from New Jersey and now lives in Pennsylvania. So Kathy, it is over to you. Hi, I'm Kathy, a compulsive overeater, and um, I work midnight shift. It is currently 9.13 in the morning. I am exhausted, and I had no idea that this meeting was 90 minutes, so I'm going to be falling asleep by the end. So it's bedtime for me. So um, my abstinence date is 11.21 last year, 22. Um, so I have, I don't know, eight or nine months abstinence currently. My home group is the early birds meeting, um, which runs at 2 a.m. in the morning for me. But I work overnight, so I listen at night while I'm at work. Um, so I'll talk a little bit about how my eating disorder started. Uh, I was always overweight. And uh, at one point in high school, I was sitting in um, like a study hall. It was a talking study hall. And this kid came over to me and he, he said, you know, I lost a lot of weight. I, I stopped eating and I lost a ton of weight. I used to be this big and, and he looked pretty good, this, this kid. So like that had never dawned on me. Like I had tried dieting and stuff, but I never considered like, gee, if you just like stop eating almost everything, you could really lose a lot of weight. So I took that idea and um, thus started my anorexia. And in two or three months, I lost 80 pounds. And um, life changed for me. People treated me differently and I thought that this is really great. And I got down to a weight that I thought was pretty good, which for me was like around 160. That sounds like a lot. However, I am six feet tall. So 160 was, was pretty low. Um, so I went to the store and I bought myself a six pack of donuts and a 12 inch hoagie. And I ate the whole thing, all of it. And then the light came on in my head and I said, Oh my gosh, Kath, like you're going to, you're going to get fat. And my sister was with me and she said to me, you could try to make yourself throw up. Well, back, this was like in the late seventies, eighties and, um, anorexia, bulimia weren't really talked about much back then. I had never heard of them. And so I asked her, well, how would I do that? And she said, you know, you stick your finger down your throat and make yourself throw up. So I did that and then started the bulimia. And um, eventually I no longer needed to, I'm not going to talk about that. Anyway, I became like full-blown bulimic, um, not like I had a few extra calories, let me throw them up. It was binge, puke, binge, puke, binge, puke. 24 seven besides going to high school and or working. Um, so that's how that all started. So we're going to fast forward. Eventually um, I got married and my job um, had offered nursing scholarship. So I went to, to college and while I was in school, one of the uh, psychiatric nursing instructor uh, she worked with people with eating disorders. And so she got me involved in this um, program in 
it was near Princeton, New Jersey, which was at least an hour and a half drive from where I lived. And I was driving there to individually to meet the psychiatrist, to meet her. She was my individual counselor and I would go to group therapy. So I put a lot of time and a lot of money into these visits and really it didn't work for me. I was put on high doses of antidepressants. Um, at one point I was actually getting more than the recommended amount, the highest amount. And um, it would all work for a week or two and then it didn't work anymore. And I was somehow never physically sick enough to go into inpatient treatment, which I thought would have helped me. But the point is it didn't work. And um, so that was that. So let's see. So how did I end up getting some help? You know, like I tried a lot of things back then. I had a doctor tell me that um, if you're telling me that you're eating as much, if you're eating as much as you're telling me you're eating, it's a good thing that you vomit because you would be huge. That was helpful, right? And then I had one tell me, um, you know, you could go on the Atkins diet and then you could eat as much as you want. These were like medical professionals. Um, I had one, I would go in and he would give me this self-hypnosis thing where I would go sit in the recliner and he would give me um, headphones and I would listen to this tape and he would be collecting money and I would fall asleep. It was ridiculous. Like really nothing, nothing worked for me. So let me catch my thoughts here. So now I'm, I'm like grown up. I, I have four kids and um, I became an acquaintance with this rock star in the USA. He's big. He just finished touring uh, maybe a week or two ago um, without telling you who that is. He was an alcoholic and he went into um, treatment on my birthday in 2009 and he got better. He was uh, messaging my friend back and forth while he was in treatment and he was getting better. And I thought to myself like, gee, if only there was this for me, help me. Um, in college, I had gone to an AA meeting at one point. It was like a something required. And, and I listened to all the help these people were getting. And I thought, this is really great. Again, like, why isn't there this for me? So I was asking people and this one uh, anorexic person, my age, she just died from anorexia at like 50 something years old, sad. But she had said to me, well, why can't you go to AA? And I said, well, you, you can't, but I looked into it and you can, you can go to an open meeting. And at that time, I hadn't been drinking for very long. So I thought, surely I'm not an alcoholic. So anyway, I started going to open meetings and um, I was able to stop the binging and purging. And after going to a few meetings, I realized I was also an alcoholic. It's just that food was my drug of choice. So I've been uh, sober from alcohol now for it's going to be 14 years coming up. Um but I got better and um, I didn't get a sponsor. I was doing the let me cure myself program. And then after like seven or eight months, 
I got really depressed and I went into the hospital um, because I kind of wanted to be dead, but I wasn't really at the point of wanting to kill myself. So I went in and they didn't want to keep me in the hospital. So I started to walk home like eight miles from eight miles away. And at this point, like I was pretty big and um, I don't know how I thought I was going to get home trying to walk over the mountains in the Poconos at night on the 4th of July weekend, trying to walk home. And um, anyway, there's a point to that, which is it started me getting interested in exercising. I got to stop there because I forgot to do the pictures. Um, so if we could run through, I have a few pictures I want to show. If you could put them up, Alan, and I'll uh, go through them one by one, and then I'll go back to the story. So this is me with my husband at my heaviest-ish weight, which was like 297 pounds. Um, he's one of us. He's in the program also. If you could switch to the next one. This is um, me with my oldest son, and I was pretty heavy there also. You can go to the next one. All right. So this is the half marathon. That's what made me think of that. So I'm crossing the finish line here with two other people. However, I can tell you that I did not cross the finish line with them. If you notice, we have on three different color tags. I did a half marathon. One of them finished at the same time doing the full marathon. And one of them did a full marathon relay. So they only ran like one fifth or one fourth of the half. And it took me almost four hours to finish but by golly, I did it. So you can skip to the next one. This is me um, probably um, after I had lost a lot of weight, which I didn't get to yet. Me with my youngest son and my husband. This was maybe 2020-ish. Okay. And then the next picture. This is me skinny again. Uh, after I had lost all the weight, you could skip to the next one. 20 minutes left. Thank you. And this is me with my husband again, and you could skip. And this is me now. I put some of the weight back on. So I think that's all the pictures, right? Okay, thanks. All right. So anyway, um, I went to AA. Things started to get better. And um, after the... Uh, the depression thing, I tried to, I, I ended up getting a sponsor and trying to really do the AA program. And um, things started to change for me. And I started to, to get this like bucket list year that I had, because I was like on this pink cloud. And I, I did things like I started to accumulate tattoos. I learned how to shoot a gun. I learned, I, I learned, I went kayaking. I got on a horse one time. Um, I did a photo shoot. Um, I learned to ride a motorcycle. I got my motorcycle license. Oh my gosh, that was like so much fun. And I went skydiving. So I did like all these crazy things and I learned a lot of life tools and like life was really different. Um, I had lost 120 pounds. So I went from 297 down to like 170, something like that. And, and I was 
I kept that weight off for maybe a year or two. Um, my weight started to go up a little bit, which was okay. It stayed for a, a few years, but um, eventually the weight started to, to increase because I wasn't in a program for weight. I was in a program for alcohol and my weight went all the way up to 297, right? So I'm really screwing things up here, but that's all right. In 2016, I decided I was going to get gastric bypass surgery. So I went through all the, the hoops trying to get insurance to pass that. And they made me go to um, all of this counseling and stuff while they were making a decision. And one of the people in there suggested I come to Overeaters Anonymous. So I rolled my eyes and I started going to OA and I lost a little bit of weight. And I knew that like gastric bypass is not the cure for weight loss and keeping the weight off. And so um, after a while, I said to myself, self, like, if you're going to have to keep going to these stupid meetings. You may as well not get surgery. Like, really, what's the point? So surgery was off and, and things were good in OA for a while. Um, pretty quickly, I started my own um, newcomers meeting in my little town. And that ran for a little while. It was a small meeting. And then... Um, I was in the Lifeline magazine. Um, I don't remember when that was. So let me see. So anyway, I did well for a while. And then I put back on some of the weight. So I got back up to maybe 210 pounds, which still is kind of where I'm at today. I feel like at 60 years old, I look pretty darn good. Um, but what happened is, um, our little meeting shut down, COVID came around. Um, my husband started doing, um, an OA zoom meeting and I was doing that for a little while and I got a bunch of resentments and I stopped going and my food got sloppy and the sponsor that I had, basically all I was doing was sending her my food plan. I didn't want to hear any advice or anything from her. And Basically, um, then let's fast forward to last year. At some point, you know, the weight was coming back on. Um, and I said, well, at least I'm not purging. At least I'm not purging. And and then I purged. And I was like, well, at least it was just one time. You know what I mean? And then it got worse and worse. And it, it started to be more than once a day. And I thought, like, I need help. So I am. Um, I'm a nurse and I, um, I take care of this little girl overnight. And I thought, you know, maybe I need to, to do some more meetings. So I found this 2 a.m. meeting in the UK over there. It's at 7 a.m. And I've been doing this meeting now really every, every single day while I'm at work. And I put an earbud in. So the little girl doesn't wake up and I can listen to this, this one hour meeting every night. And eventually I hired a, another sponsor who got abstinent in the meeting that my husband had started online and she's my sponsor currently. So we started doing the steps again. Um, 
And I've done the steps in LA a couple of times. I've sponsored people a few times, but um, this time I feel like they were a little more in depth. Um, let me see. My food plan is pretty unconventional. If we're going by OA standards, which there really aren't any standards, but some people feel like there are. Um, I do count calories. I do weigh myself. Some people might consider that dieting. I do not because I consider that what I need to keep abstinent. And it's a lifetime thing. It's not like I'm going to do this until I lose weight. Um, I also eat um, several snacks during the day. You know, when, when I work overnights, it's really difficult to fit into a normal food schedule. Like I eat something when I get to work, when I get home from work, I'm starving. So like it's, it's time to eat. Usually before I go to bed, I get up. Sometimes it's dinner time. Sometimes it's not. And, and then like when I have days off, my hours are all screwed up and it, it doesn't work to not have like snacks in between and it works for me. And that's what I stick to. Um, I've been working on trying to like, I, I'm a big resentments person and, um, I've been really working on trying to let things slide off my back when they bother me. And I've been trying to work on some, like, I have to-do lists. Let me kind of show you here. These are my, my to-do lists. Like every day I check off the stupidest things. Like I opened the curtains, I shut the curtains, I took a shower, I got dressed, I ate my lunch, I ate my dinner. And then more important things that I, that I do, I cross things off the to-do list. It makes me feel accomplished and it makes me, it keeps me from forgetting things because I'm a little older and, and, you know, ideas just fly out of your head. So I'm, trying to work on like some short-term and long-term life goals and make a to-do list for that. Um, I, I'm trying to work on the resentments, like I said, and um, like an example of that, this just happened recently. Uh, I went to a group conscience meeting in a group that I'm in and one of the, the motions, I was really against it. And typically I'm all mouth. I have something to say about everything. And I prayed about that a lot. And I didn't say anything. I didn't raise my hand for a pro, for a con, for a question, nothing. I said nothing. And the funny thing is, is that everybody else raised their hand and they said everything I wanted to say. And the motion was denied. And I thought, there it is. Like, I don't need to be always the one like being the troublemaker kind of person and stuff like that. So that was like a little boost trying to push me onto the, the right path. Um, I, when I finished my step 12 with my sponsor, I said to her, Oh, you're going to want me to sponsor somebody now, aren't you? And she said, no, you don't have to. And I was like, wow, I didn't really want to sponsor anybody yet because I don't know, like, really, am I doing it right? What do I have to share with people? And um, I met this lady in, um, another meeting that my husband does in the UK during the, during the daytime here. 
And she was looking for a sponsor and I picked her up as a sponsee and I was really excited. And we started doing the steps together. And after like a week, she quit OA altogether. Um, it's, it's a lot to explain why that happened, but she's, she has a lot of issues. And, and so now I guess I'm looking for somebody who I feel like I could work with to sponsor again, because I feel like you kind of need to give service you know, they say you need to give it away to keep it. Um, I try like only one or two days a week when I'm off. Can I even say anything in the meeting? Because I'd wake the kid up. I, I try to read stuff in the meeting or whatever. I've tried screen sharing, although right now my computer won't screen share for me. So I can't even do that. But, you know, I, I try to do all those things. I'm in contact with my sponsor when I need help. And um, in particular, because my husband is is um, an OA member also, like we help each other out a lot. I'm going to get emotional, but, um, you know, when, when I'm in trouble, he helps me. And when he's in trouble, I help him. We we can like if we go on road trips and stuff, we can work on our food together. I feel like if I was with somebody who didn't understand compulsive overeating, I don't know how I would do this. I'm going to stop crying now. Nine minutes left. Oh my gosh. I had to do this a few months ago in 15 minutes. So I'm surprised I have any time left. So this is cool. Um, let me see. I don't know if I have nine minutes left of stuff to say. (laughs) Um, I'll talk a little bit about, so, so I pretty much told you like what it was like and what happened and, um, what it's like now is I guess what I'm going to talk a little bit about, uh, life is really different. Um, I retired from my job after 31 years and I was 49 years old and I did that because I had a pension because I was there long enough and I didn't want to retire and be dead the following week. I want to be enjoying my life. So I I left my job in in 2012 and I stayed retired for six years, but I went back to work in 2018. I'm working full-time. I'm working overtime. I run an eBay business on the side. Um, I'm trying to learn how to garden I'm trying to learn how to type because I don't know y'all, but when I was in school, we didn't have computers. So like not everyone learned keyboarding like the kids do now in first or second grade. So I can't type. And I find that um, I would like to go back to college. I don't know for what, but like, I'm afraid if if I go back, I'm not going to know how to type and keep up. And so I, I get these irrational fears like, I did really well in college and I have this fear. I won't be able to do it because I can't type. So anyway, I'm trying to learn how to type. Um, I'm just trying to enjoy life. You know, on my days off, I try to plan little road trips for my husband husband and I to go and just do something. Um, I'm more happy with my um body image these days like i said uh would i like to be still 20 or 30 pounds lighter i would 
I would fit into more clothing. Um, it's very difficult for me to find clothing that fits because I'm, I'm bigger and tall both. And I would love to be smaller. However, I feel like I look pretty darn good for my age. I went to my first ever class reunion last year. And when I looked at the people that I graduated with, I thought, holy crap, Kath, you, you look good. You know, um, I never would have thought that I would have that. Like in high school, oh, I, I thought I was horrible looking. Even when I was skinny, I, I thought it was just like I was huge. Um, life is pretty darn good right now. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm going to be paying my house off this week. Uh, a house that I've had for less than 10 years because I'm, I'm pretty good with my money and I work hard. I have almost no health issues. I've had my hips replaced. I've had cataracts fixed. You know, like I tried to take care of my health. I made a slew of doctor's appointments yesterday trying to take care of my health and stuff. Um, let me go back. Maybe um, in May, I had surgery on my stomach because I had horrible heartburn and uh, hiatal hernia, acid reflux and all this stuff. And I don't know if all of that came from the um, bulimia or what, but I'm sure it didn't help. And they went in to repair my stomach. They told me that my stomach was a third of the way into my mediastinum. So it's supposed to be below your diaphragm. And it was up into my chest cavity, a third of the way. That's crazy. So I had this surgery done and I was on this restricted diet and being a, a food addict, it was horrible. I had to be on liquids for a while. And then I was on puree for a while. It was like, it was the most horrible thing ever. But when I came out of there, I was no longer on medications. I could lie in bed flat. I could lie on my stomach. You know, it didn't have any heartburn. And that, and now I have heartburn again. And it's really disheartening. So I have to go back and, and see what they can do about that. But, you know, I'm really trying to take care of myself. And I'm trying to live life to the best of my ability. I try to help people out if they ask me, you know, like I don't advertise, oh, I'm in OA and you should do OA because that's part of our traditions. But all the time people are asking me, oh my gosh, how did you lose that weight? And as soon as I mention 12 steps, there are no more questions like that conversation is cut off. You know, nobody has any interest in coming to these groups. None, no, no interest at all. But, um, all I can say is like when, when I was going for help, there was no help for me. Uh, one time I went to group therapy. I used to go every week, like I said. And the one time the doctor said, you know, uh, so-and-so here hasn't been here in a long time. So we're going to let her talk tonight. I thought like WTF really, like how comes I come every week and now I don't get to talk. And this idiot who showed up one time gets, I was pissed off. But you know what? I come into these rooms. It doesn't cost me a penny. I can put money in if I want, but it doesn't cost anything. Everybody gets a chance to talk and it actually works. This is the only thing I've ever done that works. I have not missed a day of turning in my food plan, which when I first heard about writing a food plan, I thought I am never going to write a food plan. This is ridiculous. But you know what? I tried it and it wasn't horrible and, and it works for me. I'm not, um, I'm pretty flexible with that. 
because that that works for me. Some people I get it have to follow it exactly. But if I'm out on the road and what I, what I have on my plan, they don't have there, or we decide to go somewhere else, I switch it up. Um, you know, I do what works for me. And I know a lot of people when they hear this is how it is in OA, or maybe you can't have flour and you can't have sugar and you can't this and you have to weigh and measure and all this. Well, it really doesn't say that in the, in the pamphlets. If you read the pamphlets, it says, we don't tell you what to eat and we don't tell you what to do. You, there's no rules. You need to find what works for you between you and God and your sponsor or not your sponsor or whatever, you know, you do what works for you. And if you keep coming and you just listen to your body and, and to God and try to find out, you know, make changes when you need to make changes. Like that's how I do it. So I can't believe I'm done before the time is up, but I'm finished and I'm really tired. I want to go to bed soon. So that's it. Thank you.